Good day to everyone who's here early with me on Thanksgiving. Really, really glad to see you. Really glad you're here. I know that uh, people are traveling today. People have uh, family coming over. People have other stuff going on. But also, well, the quartering is international. And there are a lot of people uh, around the world that tune in to the amazing show that is what you're watching right now. And so I figured, you know, before having to part ways and uh, help, we are hosting Thanksgiving today. So, you know, helping the wife, things like that. Uh, I'd do at least a short show to check in with people, uh, see how you're doing today. The holidays are not uh, an awesome time for a lot of people. And so I try to be there for, for uh, you know, be a constant, be a be like uh, some people can count on. Uh, I already put the link in the description for the giveaway. It's uh, bit.ly slash tqturkey. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to, um, stick around. If you're just here to grab the link on this Thanksgiving, I'm not going to hold you hostage. Um, and, uh, yesterday's winners, Temple 91, Never Regret, Gabriel Prowl, Slight of Mind, Nick Ricada's Liver, Eliza Rama, no, Elysial Rama. Sean Burr and Threntax. I put all the usernames. Oh, yeah. And I did, the contest hasn't started yet because I normally set it to noon. Hold on. Let me fix that. Cam, have a drink and a write off on me. A hey, big, big appreciation there. I think we all need. Uh, here, let's go. Here, let me get this enabled. All right. You should be able to get in now. <laughs> I haven't written off the turkey just yet, um, but uh, there's definitely a lot of turkeys out there on this Thanksgiving that I wanted to discuss. Of course, let's start with uh, PETA. You know, uh, you got, we're lucky turkeys would never do this to us. You don't have to do it to them either. We have turkeys and whatever these are. I'm not sure, are these supposed to be hens eating a human? Well, you know, I'd say that their Thanksgiving dinner is really lacking on sides. They're eating their human with only a little bowl of green stuff and what appears to be some potatoes with bacon on top. Hey, JCC5, thank you for becoming a supporter over on Locals. Uh, of course, they got absolutely crushed in the replies. I'm pretty sure giant turkeys would eat chickens instead. We don't taste all that good. Uh, PETA have been making metal album covers for the last decade. Uh, turkey predators, raccoon, coyote, cougar, bobcat, eagle. Lots of people eat turkeys. I have a lot of turkeys on my property. I've been, you know, I'd be lying if I would, uh, if I didn't say that I was tempted a few times just to, just lean out the window. Just lean out the window and get me some dinner. But then I always remember it's actually quite a bit of work cleaning a turkey. Uh, it's not exactly, you know, from field to, to table very easy. I also bet if turkeys weighed, yeah, if turkeys weighed two to 300 pounds, I bet you they might consume humans. Turkeys can be quite vicious. They have large talons, you know. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, how to decolonize your Thanksgiving dinner in observance of national day of mourning. This is a uniquely modern position to have a modern take life is, you know, so incredibly easy for so many people uh now in 2023 there are many that still struggle but these type of articles are are coming from a place of privilege and guilt um they are only they are exclusively written by upper class generally white people uh self-hating white people um the idea 
This is a, a modern thing, okay? There, this is a, a modern thing, whining about um, having conquered people. Look, I know it's 2023. It's no longer um, cool to conquer people, I guess. But the fact of the matter is, since the beginning of mankind, even back to when it was two different types of humanoids where you had, um, uh, what were, were the two groups? Um, you had, I knew it right, I was going to make this point and then I forgot what they were. Essentially, there were two different types of humanoid people. There were, um, was it Cro-Magnons? And uh, help me out, chap. Anyway, one of them con conquered the other. Then you go throughout history. Yeah, Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal. Exactly. Thank you, Icewells. Yeah. They conquered each other. Uh, and, you know, every piece of land in this world has been conquered by various groups of people. It is a uniquely white liberal thing that I'm supposed to feel bad that the land in America was conquered a thousand freaking years ago. I had nothing to do with it. I ordered from a plug this morning, told him I would need a receipt so I could use it right off. Nice. You'll get your receipt. I'm not saying like, I'm just saying like groups of people conquering other people may make people uncomfortable, but it is something that has happened since the beginning of time. And um, uniquely, white people in America are supposed to feel bad about it. Look, I didn't come over here on those boats. I didn't, can't, I didn't conquer the Indians, which is what happened. Okay. Liberals like to say the land was quote-unquote stolen. Okay, fine. So was all the land in Europe. So was all the land in China. So was all the land in Africa. And it continues to be reconquered every five years. So was all the land in um, Asia. The Middle East. Gets reconquered every six months. Only with white Americans is it this thing where it's like, I'm supposed to feel bad about it. Look, would I go over to my neighbor's house right now and forcibly take his land from him? There's a, probably not. He's a nice guy. And there are laws and we have a society now that that is not quite as easy. Of course, America covers, you know, quenches their thirst for blood and conquering by funding wars in the Middle East, like the one going on between Israel and Palestine and Hamas right now, funding both sides and then pretending that they have nothing to do with it. But the, the idea that, you know, groups of people have been conquered forever. I'm not saying like it's something neat or awesome or whatever, but I'm not also going to feel bad about it. it. This is brought to you by the same um, uh, absolute morons that believe... I'm supposed to feel bad about slavery. I don't. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't own a slave. My friends didn't own slaves. My family didn't own slaves. I wouldn't own a slave right now. So why in the hell would I feel bad about it? Why in the hell would I give one cent of my money to reparations? I had nothing to do with it. This is born from a, a position of extremely comfortable elite people uh, are looking to, I don't know, self-hate, victimize, self-victimize, put themselves up on a cross. It's ridiculous. Um, and that's, you know, Thanksgiving brings this garbage out. You know, the day of mourning. What am I mourning? 500 years ago, a bunch of white people that weren't even related to me uh, conquered Indians. Okay. Do we have a day of mourning for every single tribe in Africa that canceled, that conquered another tribe? You know, uh, every every nation in Europe that's been conquered and reconquered. I, you know, it, it's it's just woke nonsense that only applies to Americans. You don't see. Well, I suppose probably in Europe, uh, you guys probably have, and in Canada, you guys probably have similar idiots. Um, this is a uniquely, um, Western notion, you know, you go to Asia, they celebrate, you know, when they're the winning people won. 
By the way, if you're making it for your first live show ever, the link for the uh, $10,000 giveaway is in the description below. Otherwise, it's bit.ly slash TQTurkey. Enter today. The idea that anyone, I mean, like, man, I don't even, this, it's collectivism. It's, it's like everything bad about liberalism uh, rolled up into one when you get these people. You know, it takes like this shit. Um, then we have uh, this going on at the Macy's Day Parade. Again, woke, rich, white. Every single time. Look at that, they're all white. All, every single one of them is white. They're getting booed too. Love it. <laughs> As a rich, white, anorexic, every single time. <laughs> Again, these are, I mean, look, they're young, they're kids. I understand kids who are directionless, rudderless in life want to have something to get behind. This, of course, comes from these kids having absolutely no trouble in their life. Imagine you're like, this is what I'm going to do on Thanksgiving. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to deal with bullshit. I'm going to go buy a white painting suit and lay down and ruin everybody's day. None of these, none of these morons could probably even point out Palestine on a map. None of them. You know, it's uh, it's it's wild to me. I I guess you get like your viral clip on the internet. Um, you want to get in, you know, you want to get uncomfortable with Palestine. You can go look at uh, you can go look at um, <laughs> they're actually as as someone as uh, Luke Vino pointed out in chat, there actually is no Palestine. <laughs> I mean. You want, I mean, again, you can't point to it because it doesn't exist. Um, and again, these rich, white, anorexic, soy-infused, uh, bad-smelling, low-IQ morons, this is what they want to do on Thanksgiving. They think they're making a difference when, in fact, they don't make any difference whatsoever. Now, when I was probably 18, 19... You know, maybe I got together and did, you know, I thought maybe I would uh, make a change, do get, you know, do something. Um, these kids aren't changing anything. They're making themselves famous. They're getting clout for themselves, which is why they always film themselves. You know, they're not, they're not making any change, but God bless them. Uh, what do they say down in the South? Bless your heart. That's like that. That's about. That's about what I can say. You know, bless your heart. They're always ugly too. Just saying. I don't. I know. I. I mean, somebody probably loves them. <laughs> what was going on with grimace? Yeah, every one of these losers is white and and rail thin. All right. They're miserable, ugly people for sure. Yes. Well, boy, oh boy, do I have a wonderful news story for you uh, in between perhaps arguing with your family or perhaps hiding in the other room or perhaps maybe just actually enjoying yourself. Uh, today is a day in, in, in the West, in America, where we celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, which I will be doing later today. But of course, I know my viewers range around the world and not everyone gets this day off. And so I figured the least I can do is at least give you some news, give you something to get, you know, 
get a break for it today. And apparently, Rachel Zegler is suing uh, companies for getting them, you know, for there she's suing apparently Sony, Paramount, and other studios for her being fired. That seems odd. That seems like a a no win situation, but. Let's take a look as, of course, the Hunger Games prequel is yet another failed franchise thanks to Rachel Zegler. Of course, today's video, just want to remind you, if you're watching it on uh, Thursday or Friday, my company, Coffee Brand Coffee, our Black Friday sale is live right now. 20% off the entire website, 10% off our wildly popular gift boxes. We have custom-made gift boxes, and we also have a tool for you to build your own in the gift boxes, which is extremely um, extremely popular. We sell out way before uh, Christmas every year. So if you're thinking about it, grab your gift boxes today. Or of course, you know, try out our coffee, tea, cocoa, peppermint bark. We have chocolate covered espresso beans. All of it's on sale. And you support the quartering directly and my staff, my hardworking staff who's working today, fulfilling orders and working tomorrow too. The Hunger Games prequel as another failed franchise relaunch in 2023. With a global total topping 100 million, The Hunger Games is a ballad of songbirds and snakes topped the box office last weekend. While it's comparatively welcome news in a year that saw Marvel Studios suffer its worst opening ever with the Marvels and other studios enduring similar disappointing returns, unless its fortunes improve in the coming days, The Hunger Games prequel unfortunately looks yet like yet another likely failed franchise relaunch in 2023 because people are done with it people are it's like i want something new man i've been seeing the same old crap over and over again yeah superhero movies marvel the marvel formula worked okay the marvel formula worked for a little while and it was fun okay it was a nice ride that ended with Endgame. They keep running it out there, thinking we want to see more of it, and we don't. There's reasons like, you know, the movies like Oppenheimer and even Five Nights at Freddy's and Barbie did so good. It's because it's not unique, or because they are unique, and everything else out there. People still want to see movies, but they don't want to see more movies of this, more of the exact same thing we've been seeing for the past 20 years. This isn't said to be cold or judge art by dollars and cents. Rather, films both art and form as well as business. And part of my job in reporting this industry, blah, 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 blah. So I know it's popular these days to use selective math, talking about box office, insisting a film already covered expenses through pre-sales and prominent product placement. Thus, box office is less important, while the other side of our mouths claiming a film is a failure without any accounting for similar offsets to costs. With a $100 million opening, it's probable we'll see a final global box office total in the realm of somewhere from $250 million on the low end to maybe $450 million on the high end. It'll never hit $450. That might appear fine when compared against a $100 million budget and reduced marketing expenses on top of already covering investments up front with previously mentioned pre-sales and other dealings. However, it's, quote, fine in the context where theatrical release and box office are no longer considered franchise drivers or as important in terms of primary in the film business. Primacy, sorry. The math demonstrated this, uh, how this turns out to be financially profitable in the broader sense with merchandising and pre-sales is all well and good. But what it does mean for theatrical, if our box office discussions are turning into this degree of qualifications and sidebars about whether our box office numbers aren't really so significant, and why lower performance is fine because of how business and investments work. Basically, what they're saying is we've gone from saying a movie made, you know, 600, 700, 800 million at the box office to, well, we kind of made money through all these other kind of things. I mean, this movie got something like a $20 million tax break from Germany or something like that. You know, that's not something you can count on forever. You see, business and investments should work a lot better when you're dealing with a brand this big, with this much potential, and with this much at stake. Is our idea of Hollywood success to be measured in how much studios can cover bets on the front end and reduce the relevance of box office in demonstrating sustainable storytelling potential rather than 
can we structure this in a way that as long as it does average or even mediocre by franchise standards, it's motivation to keep making more? Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. You know, it's like, they're, they're just like, oh, well, we can just, it's, it's, you know, it's the move to content instead of films. You know, you see here, different standards of success, however, come into play here precisely because Ballad of Songbirds and Sticks isn't a franchise launch. It's a franchise continuation. More than that, it's a blockbuster franchise continuation with the potential to be a new trilogy capable of generating more than a billion dollars in the box office. That's the difference between a film series that grosses enough to justify continued production because it's a complex investment scenario that relies less on popularity versus a film that captures the social zeitgeist and blows everyone away. The latter is what The Hunger Games once was and what it could and should have been again. That's the promise of the premise. and That's the potential of this prequel franchise. So the complaints or critiques are far from a place of love, but I'm a fan of the series. Hope to see, see it achieve that process. Nah, not going to do it. Nobody wanted this movie. Nobody likes Rachel Zegler. And then you see this article. Uh, Rachel Zegler reportedly to sue Sony Paramount and other studios for her firing. According to... Oh. Sometimes when you read the articles, you know, sometimes when I... Uh, sometimes when I... Uh, I like to read the articles for the very first time when I, you know, so my reactions are genuine, but it's very concerning on the source of this. According to Mike Zero, who in my experience, again, no disrespect, get, make your money. You know, this isn't like, I'm not dumping on the guy, but in my experience, about 99% of the things that he says is completely fabricated completely um it's like reading something on we've got this covered or uh something like of that nature um well let's see maybe he has some evidence maybe he has some evidence this time uh the primary issue surrounding rachel zegler as of this moment relates to snow white drama and the problems disney was dealing with due to her public relations disaster this issue stems from her comments about snow white and her remarks about andrew burnout potentially being cut from snow white it also concedes, coincides with Zegler's overall position in Hollywood. Many studios have been avoiding working with her, wanting nothing to do with her, and essentially banning her from getting any acting roles. Hence, Zegler is planning to go the way of the law. What? She's literally in a Hunger Games movie right now, and she's in an upcoming Star Wars movie, or uh, Star Wars, Snow White movie right now. So I don't, I'm not sure... I'm not exactly sure how that's someone being canceled or, or, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure, you know, I, I've seen no other articles about this. Rachel Zegler taking legal action for being dropped. Now she was dropped from Paddington three. Uh, this I know, um, Rachel Zegler was blacklisted by multiple Hollywood studios that fired her or refused to work with her following the Snow White drama and backlash. Disney also let her go from multiple projects, including Pirates of the Caribbean. What? I didn't see that. In response to the treatment she has been receiving, Zegler and her team, including her agent and manager, are now taking legal action. A key update from Zero is that Zegler is attempting to pursue, pursue legal action against studios like Sony, Paramount, and Disney, and Lionsgate after being released from projects she was supposedly contracted for. Now, is it possible? Is it possible that she had been contracted for um, certain things you know that we don't know about and that then that, that they rug pulled her on? Yeah, um, maybe. Um, you know, the, the idea that, you know, when you look at, you go back a day ago and you look at these articles and again, inside the magic is also a website that's like AI generated garbage that never really has any sources for a lot of stuff. But you see Disney shuts down Rachel Zegler's snow white disagree on consent beliefs. I mean, what? I mean, when you look at articles about, you know, Rachel Zegler scraps Disney's upcoming 
Pirates 6 film. Um, you see actress Rachel Zegler is connected to Disney's controversial Pirates of the Caribbean 6 project without Johnny Depp. So it's possible because as far as I know, they did stop that film. So if she was contracted for it, I suppose they might owe her money. This might be a bit of a stretch. But, you know, I, I'm sure that they would put, you know, wide-eyed Zegler in these films. You know, and then it says she's moving forward on terms of racial discrimination and citing fan toxicity as the reason for being let go. Rachel Zegler was set to play a new superhero in a spinoff to the upcoming Madam Web based in Sony Spider-Verse. Additionally, Lionsgate and Paramount dropped Zegler from roles she was contracted for an action thriller to be announced in March with a new lead actress instead of Zegler. The replacement is also confirmed by other sources inside the magic tweets attached below. Lionsgate also dropped her from an important role that she was set to begin production next year. It was a role that she had obtained through contacts after filming the Hunger Games. I don't know. Is, is it possible that, you know... Is it possible that she was contracted for these things? Sure. You notice that they wrote tweets attached below and then there's no tweets. You know, some of these projects, as far as I know, the Pirates of the Caribbean film just got scrapped in entirely. They didn't replace her. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. You know, it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, if, if this happens. It'll be great for, you know, job security because everyone loves hating on this chick. Um, she's makes it extremely, extremely, extremely easy. The article is of course, very sussy. Uh, the source is extremely questionable, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if anything bears out. Maybe, maybe he'll be right this time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please do leave a like on it. If you haven't yet, please subscribe or follow down below. And remember to check out coffeebrandcoffee.com's black Friday sale stock up today. It's the biggest discount we've ever done, and I uh, would love to earn your business today. Lunas Ross says, hey, Jeremy, I wrote a sci-fi book. Azulus Ascends will be 99 cents on Amazon tomorrow. Problem in the culture war is people want the same thing, so new works are hard to sell for small-time guys like me. Well, you could have put a link to it right in there. Make sure uh, if you're interested in that, a dollar, I mean, can't get much for a dollar anymore can't get really anything for a dollar anymore i'd buy that for a dollar now i hate to kind of kick off the holiday season with some unfortunate or some heavy news but uh it's you know i think it's important to report on uh as this channel you know whether it's through my daily live streams on rumble which if you're not tuning into you're missing out especially given I'm giving away $10,000 in products right now, get the Rumble app, follow the quartering on there, and I'll see you on Friday at noon. Um, we have a special guest Friday. Uh, but also, um, you know, I, I've been covering it, and I think that the my interest in this is, first of all and foremost, YouTube, are you listening? You know, this video will, of course, be on YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey. But this message is for YouTube. I am not glorifying their actions. I think they're garbage people. I don't care about their politics. I hope they rot in prison for the rest of their lives and burn in hell for the rest of eternity. Okay, YouTube, do you understand me? You know, if you're unaware, every time I seem to cover this, YouTube removes it and says I'm glorifying it. Uh, I am absolutely not doing that. Uh, I am simply covering uh, how the media bias works. And what's interesting is yesterday, coincidentally, the day before Thanksgiving, when everybody's worried about, um, you know, travel and all this kind of stuff, um, they released the writings of the Louisville lunatic. Um, this guy uh, went into the bank. I don't know if you may have already forgot about it. He went into a bank um, and uh, started firing indiscriminately back. I believe that was this summer. What's interesting is. The last two prominent incidents of this were, in fact, both leftists. And I think, you know, to avoid politicizing things too much is 
I believe, again, I don't care what their individual politics are. They are damaged people. Something happened to them. Something is wrong with them. Um, and, you know, they're pure evil. I don't care how they voted, if they're leftists or conservatives or whatever. I think it's fair to say that mental health does not necessarily care about your political affiliations. I think too many commentators spend too much time talking about, you know, their personal politics, both the left and the right. You know, we talk about the release of the manifesto and how it would have already been out by now if, you know, it was a, um, you know, mega Republican. And that's true. And now we have two prominent leftists um, who participated in these acts. And um, coincidentally, their writings were buried for a very long time. Now, if you look at Louisville, you, you, people think, oh, that's a red state. It's not Louisville. Louisville is is blue um, and uh, very liberal. And, uh, you know, the outsiding, you know, there's enough ruralness in Kentucky that has a vote red. But, you know, look at who they bring in for their, was Andy Brashear or whatever. He's a li like a, he's like a Gavin Newsom lib, I think, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. So interesting now that this has been released, you see this, both of these individuals were leftist targeting white people. Now we know why they were buried for so long. Well, Let's actually took, take a look at the writing. Um, I know it's a heavy topic, but I have to take every opportunity to remind people. Coffee Brand Coffee has our Black Friday sale going on right now. 20% off site-wide, 10% off on our gift boxes, including the customizable gift box where you can get our chocolate-covered espresso beans, peppermint bark, choose whatever coffee, tea, cocoa you want, put it in a box, get Christmas done now. Um, and also, um, you know, I'd love to earn your business today. It, it helps keep us covering t stop topics like this that will uh, certainly you know, not be monetized, which is fine. That's why I started the company. So authorities found multiple disturbing social media posts and photos at this individual's home. Louisville PD also discovered multiple notebooks where he wrote daily diaries about his unhappiness with his job, direction, society, and political issues. I do think it's pretty interesting there must be something with uh, journaling, doing diaries. Uh, I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I, I don't want to like out of hand dismiss people that journal. I think that it can be cathartic and something good. I don't think that it's inherently bad. But there is something about almost all of these people seem to have journaling, whether they're online blogs or vlogs or whatever, or... Um, you know, there's all sorts of weirdness going on and they seem to be cataloging it at great length. Maybe it's something they were in therapy and, you know, ther their therapist said, hey, do this thing, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But new information revealed in the investigation of the incident, at the old National Bank in Louisville sheds more light on what may have driven a man to do what he did. Connor Sturgeon, 25, um, went in and uh, removed five employees from this planet. Um, and that of course is what matters. You know, these are the people that need to be remembered. Also a Louisville Metro police officer, uh, took one to the dome during the incident. Um, he was critically injured and, uh, he's actually recovering. So that's awesome to hear. Now, what's interesting is on Tuesday, they were, they closed the investigation. If the, uh, the family publicly revealed on April 27th that he was experiencing declining mental health and had attempted to leave this planet in 2022, something I think many people would have preferred uh, as opposed. That's one thing I think we can all agree with these lunatics. I mean, they're all, they all end the same way, so maybe just do it yourself. You know, a lot of people aren't talking about that guy in Colorado that had probably would have been the worst incident in history. He had gone up to... Um, some like cave viewing theme park thing where you have to take this like gondola up there. It would have taken police, you know, hours probably to respond. Um, and he ended up, you know, just taking his own life in the bathroom instead of going through with it. Um, you know, nobody talks about that anymore either. But anyway, he was on various medications. Again, this is a question you wonder, you know, um, People have speculated about the national individual being on like SSRIs and things of that nature. Um, that's another question. You know, these medications that 
They're they're putting you know everybody on psychotropic drugs, things of that nature. Um, anyway, they go on. He called himself a psycho, telling his parents to fight lawmakers on lax gun laws and asking them to quote do what you can to help others and stop the sale of WMDs to psychopaths like me. And in the end, he said he had two goals, one to end himself and two stop this type of stuff and send a message to politicians. I, I don't know how perpetrating it is, uh, <laughs> is stopping anything. In the 64-page report were letters to family and friends explaining what drove him to commit the crime and how they, he wanted to make a statement. They also found multiple disturbing social media posts and photos on his phone. Uh, they discovered multiple notebooks. Here's one of the notebooks here. Sturgeon's final thoughts. Um, you see here in one letter, he writes, this country and its politicians have decided that money is more valuable than lives. Let's see if that changes once the fat cats start feeling the pain. They won't listen to words or protests, so let's see if they'll listen to bullets. Um, this is a leftist, just like uh, the incident in Nashville. Um, and I, I think that there are a lot of you know programs that people you know come to mind for people that you know these that end up you know radicalizing them. It, it, it's uh, it, it, the paper is so bright it's glowing, some people might say. I'm not saying that. Some people might say that. There were also bizarre rants about the corrupt Supreme Court, climate change, and the National Rifle Association's lobbyist dollars with a reference to Lincoln Park's lost. So he was a just a he was a, a hard lib leftist, you know? And it's it's curious why all these writings weren't released. Again. We can know that if this was a mega Republican or something like that, um, they would have been released that day. It's my, I firmly believe that. Obviously, I can't prove that, but I firmly believe that. Now, his family publicly revealed that he was experiencing declining mental health, blah, 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 blah. However, on Easter Sunday, when he spent time with the family, nobody noticed anything. Of course. The file also addressed concerns from his parents about CTE, it's, uh, uh, it's the result of multiple repeated head injuries. His family said that he had three concussions of significance in middle high school, at middle school and high school and had requested the state medical examiner look to see if CTE was a factor. He referred to himself as a psychopath. Um, in the letter to his mother and father, he said he had struggled with the pressure of life and the expectations he felt like there was nothing to work toward. He also described how easy it was for him to purchase an AR just days before the incident. Oh my God, this is so easy, he wrote. Seriously, I knew it would be doable, but this is ridiculous. Walked into, walked in, bought it, four mags, 120 rounds, $700. That's how it should be, by the way. He mocked Kentucky's laws and thanked the NRA, NRA for their lobbying dollars and said that they were the ones that made this all possible. All I had to do was lie that a friend got his house broken into, check some boxes that I hadn't been institutionalized, false, or would use it for bad behavior, also false. false. So he had been in institutionalized. You know, I, I think that now we know why this was suppressed for, um, you know, so long. I don't know why, what drives these idiots to want to, to take other people's parents, mothers and, and fathers and sons and daughters away from them. Um, there's a special place in hell for them. Uh, and I hope that he's burning eternally. Uh, and I, I think that, um, you know, the, the politicians, the, the organizations that get together to kind of bury this stuff and wait forever and ever to release it, uh, they're complicit in some level of this too. We'll see if we ever see the writings from Nashville, but I strongly suspect it's going to have similar tropes in it. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully the pressure that Crowder's putting on and Daily Wire and other organizations can get this kind of thing released. But when it does get released, make sure you are clicking the follow button or subscribe button down below and um, you leave a like on the video. I'll stay covering this as long as uh, I'm able to, and I appreciate you for tuning in.
I think that, um, you know, these people are deeply damaged. I, I, I think that that's, you know, that's just the reality of it. Um, I don't know uh, if there's really a solution for it, right? It's like um, there, there's somebody who could, somebody could probably put it like in a better, you know, in a be more eloquently. But the point I'm trying to make is that whenever some crazy person does something crazy, everybody kind of seems to rush to try and understand it and place blame and, you know, say that this is why they did it. That's why they did it. You know, I'm sure of it, this, that, and the other thing. It was CTE. It was this. It was that. I think the reality of it all is is pretty simple. Um, crazy, evil people do crazy, evil things. You know, demons are real. Uh, you know, even if I'm not a, a strongly religious individual, uh, I can say unequivocally that I believe demons walk among us. Um, and I'm not in the in the in the Mimi Alex Jones way, but in a true, serious, and you know, un un um, sarcastic way. I do believe that demons are among us, and that they do stuff like this. And um, I, I think that you look at so many people get paid to try and understand this stuff when there really is no explaining it. You know, how can you, how can you rationalize somebody who is sane, even if you're someone who like I disagree with politically or whatever the case is, you know, pretending to understand what in the hell we're driving them, uh, is dumb. Elgato, thanks. First time here. I like your words. Hey, appreciate you. I like your, your viewership. I like your eyes, bud. Um, there's a, if you, if it is your first time in the chat, you know, introduce yourself you know, uh, make sure you follow the channel. I stream five days a week um, at noon. I'm alive a little early today, but tomorrow I'll be live at my normal time noon. And um, we've got a special guest. I believe it's Isha Gaming. Um, really cool girl. Uh, more uh, more of a chill conversation as opposed to like hardcore political stuff. We're going to talk about video games and, um, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But when, when you look at these, uh, you know, mass shooters, um, <laughs> politicians, uh, I think they all have some kind of corruptness in their body, in their minds, in their soul. And when they do terrible things, we're not supposed to understand it. Does that make sense? Huck agrees. Like we're not we're not supposed to understand what crazy what, what what a crazy person does and why they do it. That's why they're crazy. You know, and um, I, I think that oftentimes you look at the gap, right? If you look at historically, Hucky, hey, good boy. I'm having a serious conversation here, Huck. <sighs> anyway, I think that. You know, for as as you know, for as for humanity, you know, we look back historically at humanity. There has always been a gap between what is known scientifically, biologically, things things of that less, you know, things like that, and and um, what is unknown. And that gap has always been faith, right? Generally, by many people, it's filled in by religion, and I think that's always been okay. Um, when you talk about these, like, you know, lunatic shooters and stuff like that, there is, you know, there is a huge gap between what is known and what is unknown. Um, and a lot of people fill that in with faith, too, whatever their religion is. For a lot of people, their religion is politics. Um, you know, I know that might seem weird, but it just is. Um, their religion is political. Their religion is um, gender ideology. Their religion is, you know, you know, if you look back at, um, you know, the early, well, when was, when was atheism plus a thing? Like 2010s, something like that. All of these people who are so smart, right? I'm an atheist. I'm, I'm so smart. They always, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worship some false idol. I'm not going to worship this, that, and the other thing. Well, 
they ended up atheism. They were so stupid that they, they, they didn't realize that atheism was their religion. And they were, they were worshiping their themselves. Check. And so I honestly believe there's a metaphysical force of evil out there, whether it looks like there's funny demons or old religious books or whether it's an alien, it's a job is to cause harm and chaos. I agree with, I agree with that. You know, again, I don't care if you're atheist. Um, but I mean, I spoke at those conventions. I went to MythCon. I spoke at MythCon. I talked to a lot of atheists who, um, it was very clear that atheism was their religion. Um, and, and in fact, leftism, leftism, uh, infiltrated the atheism movement and they called themselves atheism plus or something like that. And the atheism movement completely collapsed. Like it used to be this cool thing that a lot of young people were getting involved in. They were going to confessions and all this stuff. Leftism came in and destroyed atheism. You know, and um, because the leftists, they also were worshiping their idols, which were uh, gender ideology, um, transgenderism, all this kind of stuff. You can worship something in a non-traditional sense that doesn't make sense. It doesn't like on its face seem like, um, you know, as it, it seems like it's a longer leap than it really is. Most atheists are normal people who don't believe in God. Some are just turning atheism into religion. I agree. Yeah. There are plenty of atheists who are not, who are not what I'm saying. Right. Um, but there, there are plenty who are what I'm saying. And like, I think that <laughs> that Sydney Watson gif is great. I, I have no problem with people are atheist at all. You know, I used to be probably more, pro more probably atheist, which comes with youth. <laughs> um, as I get older, I, I consider myself, you know, agnostic. Um, which, you know, some may call a cop out, but, uh, I, again, like, I think that people should be able to worship what they want, but let's just be honest about it. I don't know how many of these, um, mass shooters were very religious. I'll put it that way. Now you have religious cults. That is a thing. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that the people's temple killed more people than all, all mass shooters combined. You know, like the, I think the people's temple took was 700 people or something like that. If I remember correctly, um, Mass shooters were extremely religious. They're called, uh, oh yeah, I suppose uh, jihadis are absolutely religious, right? That's true. That's actually, a, that's a huge oversight by me. Yeah. The, um, you know, let me switch to something more light. Today is Thanksgiving here in the United States. And, um, you know, I think it's a good exercise if uh, maybe I'll do this at dinner today, you know, but may, let's just do it in the chat. I don't care if, you know, you think uh, Thanksgiving is gay and lame. Um, I don't if you're not even, you know, American, you don't celebrate it. I think if you're in the chat, you should write one thing you're thankful for, not a meme, something you're actually thankful for. Like, think about it for five seconds or 10 seconds. If you're not in the chat, find a piece of paper and a pen and just write it down. And even if you just write it down for a second and you look at it and you throw it away, that's okay. Um, I think that you don't have to be like, uh, uh, you don't have to be, you know, religious. You don't have to be a big Thanksgiving person. You don't. It's okay to just be you, but you can also 
be thankful for things like tax write-offs. But I, I say I'm kidding. I mean, like, seriously, think about something, you know, you're thankful for. Write it down. Put it in the chat. And just hold it in your head for just a few minutes. Even if you can't just for a few seconds. And I think that people could and should do this um, more than just on Thanksgiving, right? And uh, <laughs> trying to get us to start journals. I didn't. I said throw it out. I didn't say start a journal. And um, I, you know, I really appreciate you all tuning in. I have to take over dog puppy duty. Um, it's go time now to start cooking for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I'm thankful for my family. Uh, I'm thankful for my viewers, the opportunity that I've had to meet so many of you digitally. Um, and, and in real life, I, I run into you all the time. Uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for rumble, um, and them giving me the opportunity to really commit to this daily show, which has been a lot of fun for me. Um, and it's something that's growing. It's something that, um, is, uh, you know, I can see, I'm, I'm starting to recognize, you know, even though it's a lighter show today, which is what I expect. Um, you know, I recognize a lot of you, um, you know, your usernames, you know, thousands of people watching. I, I'm starting to recognize you. I'm, I'm thankful for, um, everyone that is joining my, uh, locals. I really, really appreciate that. It's, it's, um, you know, it's going to take a long time to grow into something that could be, you know, really replace advertising, but it's, you know, three, four five people a day. That's my goal. Uh, Lunar Ross is thankful for life. Thankful for Jeremy. Thankful for rumble. Nice to meet you all. Peace. Yeah. Much, much appreciated. Um, if you're in the chat, you want to keep chatting with other people who are watching you join the basement. This button will change soon, but, uh, that's the, the link to my locals. There's hundreds of people in there all day long. You know, you can post it's a, it's basically a, just a viewer Facebook group. Um, you get direct access to me. You can make posts, you can interact with other viewers and it's just five bucks a month. And, uh, if, if you're below the video and you click locals and then you click support, um, you can also go to this link, which I'll put it's five bucks a month. You get two months free. If you do the year would really, really greatly appreciate, you know, um, if you're in a position to, for you to click that button and support today, mostly also because I think I'm really seeing the potential of the locals community and I'm seeing people post Halloween, you know, Thanksgiving recipes and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I'm hoping that you join the basement. Uh, and I hope you all have a wonderful day and you stay safe if you have to travel or that, you know, work sucks a little bit less. Um, if you got to go to work and, uh, I'll see you over on locals. I'll be in and out of there today and, um, we'll be live tomorrow at noon with a special guest, a lady. And, um, I, I, I appreciate you all. Uh, I love you all. And, um, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Yeah.